This is Stock Culture. With Stocks Presented by your host, Billy Clement and Ronnie Jones. All right, what's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to another episode of Stock Culture, man. We are here and we're bringing you another fire, fire, fire episode. But before we get started, man, introduce our guest. Let me just talk to Ronnie real quick. What's going on, Ronnie? You clutch straight, Yo, man. What's up, bro? What's up, man? What's going on? I was things with you, man. On? Not much, man. Market was a little shaky today for me. Um, yes, sir. But, you know, <laughs> we, we managed to make a little bit of something. Listen, man, I think I think everybody's getting got a uh, getting a uh, 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 like a rendezvous of what happened last year and stuff. I certainly was, but I was much more prepared this time around. I was sure. sitting on a bunch of cash, man. I was like, listen, man, I'm going a, I'm to a wait for a little bit. Once I get that signal, I'm going to jump in and give me some puts and then all that stuff. So I'm glad it all worked out, man. So we're just kind of waiting for that bounce now. So on today's episode, man, we'll bring you to uh, Mr. Check My Resume, Earl, man. What's up, Earl? How you, bro? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, man, man, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, another day in the market. As we, as you guys were just talking about, you know, it was a little bit of a, uh, you know, choppy day but you know Twitter was the one that led the day for me today and, and nice. for, and for the nice. today. So. nice 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 man I can't wait to get to talk to you a little bit more you know one of the questions I have for you is how you create your watch list and all this stuff because you know uh, I do get some alerts from the from the alpha pack and I see you calling like a thousand percenters every now and then <laughs> like every week you just in there man calling this number so I'm kind of curious to see you know how do you come up with those not with those uh calls and you know which which Absolutely. You know, watch list and all that good stuff but before we get started man listen uh we just wanted to kind of uh, Dig a little bit deeper into your background, you know, get to know you a little bit. So you can go ahead and tell us, you know, where you're from, where you grow up, where okay. you're living and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, first off, first thing about me, you got to know, man, I'm a, I'm a country boy. I'm a Southern boy. So I grew up born and raised Greenville, South Carolina, um, pinched in between Atlanta and Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, so, you know, I, I, you know, grew up out there, uh, went to undergrad, South Carolina State University, HBCU. Um, so I, I did that whole world, man. And um, I'm a civil engineer by trade. So, you know, after, you know, college, that's kind of what the direction I went. It was a long kind of uh, path to get into the stock world, I guess you could say. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> yeah. How did that lead you? How did that lead you to the stock world? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, uh, man. Like, I honestly, man, I thought I was going to be building like skyscrapers and bridges and stuff like that, man. That was kind of my thought process. Um, coming from South Carolina, man, cost of living is like 33000 Um, You know, what? you know, like the, you know, there isn't, you know, there's jobs, but there's a lot in the way of like workforce opportunities. But like That's when you're talking about entrepreneurship business, um, it's not the opportunities growing up in South Carolina look a lot different than, you know, now be, being here adjacent to Los Angeles, where it's like mm. anything different. you want to do in life. If you've got the, the the fortitude, the will to do it, man, you can accomplish it. And right. it wasn't always like that for, for little black boys in mm. South Carolina. And so, right. um, you, so you, know, you live in LA now. What's that? Yeah, I live, uh, I'm actually um, right outside of L.A., uh, Fontana, Rancho Cucamonga area. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uncle, I'm out here with Uncle Elroy. Uncle Elroy. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. yeah so, man, you know, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, man, just um, made that move thinking I was going to do all these things and um, reality set in, mm-hmm. got into, you know, the workforce and the field.
field and realized like, you know, it, it ain't the same for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't make a lot of money, ended up switching careers, mm-hmm. um, doing a little IT work um, because it paid more. But, right. um, but you know, when that job fell through, then you're like, what do you do? You know? So then, you know, I just, you know, kind of wandered around aimlessly for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, went back to school, um, got an opportunity in California at Cal State San Bernardino um, and the entrepreneurship uh, program. It's a program through like the Department of Navy and uh, in HBCUs where they taught little black science kids how to do business and, you know, do equity, capital and technology commercialization and all this kind of stuff. So we were able to go through this program and we got to work at the Army Research Lab and, and help companies go and commercialize technology. So you're, you're thinking about like an iPhone, you know, like this iPhone is like the components were made in a federal laboratory. And so there takes wow. like, so somebody from Apple never created the iPhone, just so y'all know. It's actually it's actually a scientist from a government laboratory that created it. And somebody from Apple, here dropping, dropping bars out Somebody here. from Apple went into the laboratory and said, oh, I can do this with this. You know, this touchscreen was active in 1989 during the Gulf War. That, that technology been in existence by the government has been used. So that's what wow. they do. They repurpose government technologies. And so I was able to oh, get behind the curtain and see like all these things that are like on the lab. Ain't none of us in there, bro. None of us. We might be the scientists creating the stuff, but like in terms of the people that spinning it out, turning into these iPhones and all these new technologies, no. The first down marker for NFL football came out of a federal lab. It's a laser technology. (laughs) That's crazy. So like all all this stuff is like, you know, open for people to go in, have a cool idea and then sell it. And then you just give the government your cut. But you know, so that was the world I was in that for a long crazy. time, man. So I got involved. That is, man. <laughs> you know what's Equity crazy, investors? What's that? A, there is um, there is a uh, a show on Netflix called the UFO stuff, like the files and stuff. Yeah. And they talk about how the government. I mean, I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> Are they listening? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they talk about they talk about uh, how like they have all this crazy technology, like alien technologies, right? But they're trying to figure out how to modify it to be able to mm-hmm. use in a civilian use. Right. So it's like, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe, maybe iPhone came from that. Maybe all this technology that we see is coming from that. Cause I always tell oh people, I was like, yeah. if you think about from the eighties to like the thousands to the two thousands and then, you know, even now it's like technology have changed so fast and so quick. That's true. Think about it. We went from a big, uh, what is it called? The, the big laser CDs, like the big CDs, PC? What they uh, whatever they call them. They went to cassettes and from cassettes oh, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to CDs. You're talking from the A track, we went to the CDs and then went to the, uh, well, I think there's something else before the eight track, I don't know. But we went to the CDs, and after that, the CDs didn't even last that long. If you guys, if you guys think about That's it, That's true. Right. Yeah. CDs didn't last long. Decade. The iPod came out, and then it just obliterated that CD CD business. You know what I mean? So that's, right, that's man. crazy, man. So I, I, yeah. I, think, I, I think they have better. Uh, they have some crazy technologies out there. You just gotta figure oh, out. Oh uh, man, this it's endless, man. There, you know, and I probably shouldn't say this, but they have a Google <laughs> for terrorists, man. At the time, it was during like Afghanistan, one of the first or second right. tours of Afghanistan. So there's like. <laughs> Like the government gets these technologies before we do. Um, and that so they get to play around with them, use them. And then when they're done with them, then they say, oh, America, you can use it now. You know, because um, they figure out how to control it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. But that actually leads me, that, that actually leads me to kind of like what's happening right now with Bitcoin. Right. So I feel like with government not figuring out how to regulate it yet. And that's mm-hmm. going to cause in all this, you know, not, them not supporting and you know, stuff. So um, but before mm-hmm. we go there, man, like how did how did you get to the how did you get to the stock? 
top, like, you know, from civil engineer to IT to yeah. this, like, how did you get to the yeah, top? Yeah, so, work? man, this is a good, good question. So, you know, through that process, I guess you could say, I did a lot of work with helping small businesses, supporting them and all that stuff. So I got involved with a lot of equity investors, VC, okay. um, you know, venture capitalists and primarily angel investors. So I, I worked, did a lot of work over the last 10 years with like the Tech Coast Angels. They're the largest oh, investment dope. group in the country, um, primarily white. Um, but, I, you know, through my work, you know, working with a lot of federal programs, those were kind of like the, the people that I worked with and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to learn a lot of game about investing. Um, and I would sit here in these meetings and they're sitting with their 150 k thousand dollar Benzes and they're like, hey, come ride to lunch. I want to show you my new Benz. And they're talking about this investment and they've got this and this or this portfolio. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've, you know, I've, they invest in companies that are doing all this stuff where money is exchanging. And, you know, they're working with me to like for like Trump change. They're just getting their spending money, like wow. doing this work that they were, you know, you know, so I'm like, man, it's a whole nother world that I don't know. Right. About. So, so like for me, my focus was like, how do I learn stuff that um, that we not a part of? Mm-hmm. So like I focused on stocks and equities, obviously, um, you know, innovation grants for businesses, federal contracting for businesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of transitioned into my, you know, my current role. Now I'm the, uh, you know, the Southern California advocate for the governor's office here in California. What? So, so everything under supply chain, supply diversity falls under me. That's I have, crazy. <laughs> I, have, I have about 40 centers that I oversee and work with throughout the region to, to make sure that small businesses have what they need and all that kind of stuff. Um, resources, support, it's all free. Um, that's the whole key. And um, so my whole thought process was how can I help other people, man? My mom owned a beauty salon. My dad was a subcontractor. So I lived in a small business household. Like it was the grind every day. It wasn't a daily routine. You know, it was get up 6 a.m., get home late 9 p.m. Work, yeah. And you got to figure out homework in between. Like homework was right. just like, you, just, you know, you got to do it. Like, you got to do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so like the hustle and bustle. And it's like, I have that sympathy for others that are in that same boat. Like, how can I help mm. them? And so it's just like, when you talk about us as people, black men, you know how hard it is for us to get in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do get a business, you see how they treat us when you get a business. They don't, you know, they give you the run around. Right, and I'm like, right. man, I want to make it to where we can just create for ourselves. We don't need nobody. Whether you, yeah. whether you do your contracting, yeah. whether you got a restaurant, whether you doing stocks and bonds. And so that's kind of how my transition got into the, the stock world. And um, I give it up to my brother-in-law, man. He was probably like one of the first people, um, along with, you know, some of my partners, we always talked about stocks, but mm. I think like really getting into individual stocks and starting to name them. I think um, one of the first stocks I ever got was like Washington, WPG, Washington Prime Group, I think it is. I um, don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, they used to do like newspapers or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, they're, they're, they, I mean, they, they're nothing now. I don't have any shares, but I think like that was kind of like the first introduction. And I started trading common stock, man, probably, I don't know, I was buying shares a long time before I even bought my first option. I was actually pretty intimidated by options, to be honest with you. We got we got to talk a little bit about that, man, because I feel like I feel like even like last year when, when I started with options, because, you know, kind of like you, I kind of knew a lot about stocks and all this stuff. But option was always this thing like, you know, don't do options. It's, it's risky. And then they throw all these big words at you and you like, I don't even know. What, oh, I don't yeah. even want to know. I don't even want to <laughs> think about that. 
And then you open up a chart and then doing all these different lines. And uh, I was like, you know what? This this it looks like it's, it's going to take too long. But uh, but I want to go back to what you talked before. Like you know, exposure is very 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 important. And exposure right. with the anticipation that you want to learn something is also very important because you could have been exposed to all these things. You could have focused. Okay, I just got to get my job done. Got to get the money and get out. But you went a further and then start asking questions, kind of paying attention. Like, hey, these guys out here driving like one hundred fifty dollars, one hundred fifty thousand Benzes, and all these nice guys. What the heck is this? Like, they laughing what? about it. Right. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of like, you know, because I can't tell you there are people who in your situation right now who see all this success around them, but they will not ask the question, how did you get that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like pe- people don't do that. Like, how how did you get that? How how did you, how, how, what, how, how do you, how can you afford your lifestyle? Like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I, I, no, that, and that's huge. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't, you know, I, you know, I always say that they like, I'm a little small kid, black kid from South Carolina and I'm sitting here, you know, you know, Irvine and, I'm out here in Irvine, California. Uh-huh. You know, if you know about Irvine, it's like 34% of all venture capital dollars go to Irvine for medical. Right. Um, you know, that's that's buku billions of dollars that are right, coming right. in in investment. So I, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, what how did you, you know, what did you do? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I start to learn, like, sure, like some of this stuff was like. Hey, my daddy had a business and then he handed it over to me and I started mm-hmm. my own. Or, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that nepotism. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have that luxury, but I think through that, there's ways and things that you can leverage and take advantage of for yourself. Um, and I think the money, like we always talk about, like, you know, and I don't I'm not political, even though, I, you know, I have that role, but I don't I'm not very political. But we talk about like, you know, all the feel good stuff as a community. Right. And that's great. Like, I love nostalgia. I love. Mm-hmm sentimentality. Mm. I love it, but it's not tangible. It's not tangible. And the only thing that's going to move the needle for us is tangible. And when I mean, when I say tangible, I mean money. Mm-hmm. Like Correct. we not spending it and flossing and, and all that, but I mean like actual good money in the community to where we're doing something impactful with it. We know how to make it and recreate it, reproduce it, and it's circulating between us. Yep. And, yep. you know, yep. whatever I can do to help create that kind of mindset or, or you know, environment is kind of, I'll just do my part and doing that. And right. But I feel like you got to be unselfish too if you're going to do stuff like that, right? You, you, like, you right. literally oh, yeah. have to, I mean, you got to take the knowledge and give it to the people because some people are not going to respect the knowledge. They're going to be like, eh, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And then you, uh, you want to help somebody out yeah, so bad. Yeah. It's almost like you got to be one, patient with people. Two, you got to be very, very unselfish in the fact that you might be building all this wealth, especially if you're the first generation wealth builder in your family. You build, mm-hmm. you might not get to enjoy this wealth. You're building it for the next generations. You know what I mean? Very true. You might get to enjoy it for maybe a couple of years, but it's like you are the one hustling. And a lot right. of times when you are the one hustling, you don't get to enjoy it. You, you know what I mean? You get to pass it down uh, to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's something I've been, you know, me and my wife discuss a lot of the time. And she trades with me, by the way. Nice. Um, oh, man, man, that is so uh, cool, yo. Uh, yeah, she's cold with it too, man. She, you know, she's <laughs> oh. a nurse. She's a nurse, so she doesn't have much time. But, oh, she's cold with the trade, man. Um, right. And so, like, that's the thought process, man. Like, I want to be able to, like, I, it starts with my home man you know like even my wife like she you know if she wants to work great but she don't have to right like regardless like if she can make money on her own without me she don't have 
to. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she has that option. She has that freedom to do it. If something was to happen to me, you know what I'm saying? Like she has that ability, like that skill, like, you know what I'm saying? Like my family can like, can, can grow without, you know what I'm saying? Me being there because of what I've been able to kind of help and, and help and grow and develop. And she was one of the first people pushing me to, to start trading options. Man, I mean, that's she, what's up, man. She bought Todd's course for me. And oh, so, and it's so Hey, it's so funny Yo, because like, that's crazy. When I went to Cal State, like I knew Ty from Cal State. We were in the same entrepreneurship club. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I, he was an undergrad. Oh. I was an older cat. I mean, we knew each other. Um, we know, you know what I'm saying? We weren't that's like, crazy. you know, boys, boys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd was there. And so like she, you know, it's like, hey, man, um, Todd, them, they're, they're hitting on Instagram because I don't really social media, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she's like, oh, man, they're hitting on Instagram to do all this. And I had joined some other groups, some non-black groups. And mm-hmm. been a part of them, watched them daily on lot on YouTube. And I did all my stuff self-taught from YouTube. And, and like she's like, oh, watch this video, watch the, you know, I was like, oh, right, I've already right. learned all that stuff. <laughs> you I already spend, know all that stuff. <laughs> I don't spend a year, you know, sitting here every day because we're in the pandemic, able to right. kind of, you know, watch videos and learn all this stuff. And and so, you know, I mainly joined that group just to show support because I knew knew them personally, you know what I mean? And so them yeah, man, it, it's about support for me. So that was I just brought in like 20 additional people. You know, but, you know, I think even then I was just giving out stock picks for people. Um, um, And, you know, they they would even surprise me. I mean, I mean, shit, like literally, man, we got in Gush at uh, uh, Gush at like seventeen dollars and twenty six cents last year. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I think Gush hit like a one hit one oh three this year. You know what I mean? We're I mean, up like five figures just on the shares, Mm -hmm. man, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And literally you could ask my wife. I would do every month. I would add like a hundred bucks a month, and I would just buy shares. Just out keep my paycheck. More. I would just drip. I would just drip that account, and just mm-hmm. kept adding, kept adding, kept adding, and then you know it's like whoa, 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 well, we it had sixty. Kept it just kept going. Whoa, whoa, we had eighty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what's up, man. You know, you know, same thing with Snapchat. Caught Snapchat in the twenty Snapchat, early twenty. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, my my initial introduction into trading was about getting long term, um, building your learn term account. Um, and so shares was the primary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you did options, you only made options, maybe 10% of your portfolio. Right. Um, so on your worst options day, you're still up 90%. Um, and you know, if something breaks, goes hundred percent, 500%, great. Right. It's just a bonus, yep. but you're not over leveraged. And, and so I would only get, man, my first contracts, I got like a eight month, uh, play on, uh, Alibaba. I was heavy in the China stuff last year mm-hmm. with all the tension with Trump and everything. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, Trump, Trump finna put these tariffs on these fools. <laughs> man, anytime, anytime he says something, everything went up. Man, I'm like, tweet. Oh, he gonna clap. He gonna clap, he gonna clap him. I'm like, I'm getting all these puts. I mean, I had Baba puts like out 10 months, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I was, pre- I had like uh, strangles on Boeing. I mean, and nice. I'm out months, you know, and not knowing, I didn't even know TA then. I was just straight fundamentals. Yep, yep, um, yep. You know, like I would get lucky here and there like you know I think well, some like my largest trade back then I think it was like Facebook um I had I had made a play I think contracts were like 28 bucks they went up to like a dollar 78 I you know hey, you know like I hope like, he got like 100 contracts with that bad boy man 
I'm, I'm over here. I'm calling everybody like, look what I did. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm I'm so amped. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. You know, and so like the excitement kind of like, oh, I got to figure this out. Yeah. I know I didn't know nothing. I didn't know enough to really like bank on it. Like I can't quit my job or anything like that. And, you know, I think ideally I would like to like be a full time, 100 percent trader because that's my challenge right now is that I have to balance, you know, between work, which is very important and, and the trading, which is very important. So you'll see with those updates two, three in the morning, man, where I'm typing in watch lists and stuff yep, because yep. I got to make sure the pack got this good info and I'm not leaving, you know, I'm, you know, 16 hours, 18 hours a day is the usual. So I'm just like, we got to, we got to push, we got to push. Um, so for me, it was like, how can I learn more? So, you know, I got in the TC, um, you know, got in the group, you know, and then I started, I don't know what it was. I think it was like, the uh, I got on one of those Zoom calls one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kia Keeley was leading the calls there. And, you know, like the excitement and the, you know, the energy there was like right, really right. great. And like, we hit some really good wins. I think, man, when um, when I joined that group, um, just off some of the call outs I did initially, like my port, I think I I, I think I flipped my port like 300%. Like in, Dang, first, like in that first month, not knowing much. Mm-hmm. So like, it was a little bit of like a euphoric feeling and it gave me too much um, like comfort. You know what I mean? Like, like, ah, uh, like I just stopped. I just started chilling a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to put in as much homework. I got this figured out. You know what I'm saying? And I do. I do. I do want you to talk a little bit about that, though. But uh, let me let me see. Let me see if uh, yeah. Ronnie got a question for you. But I do want you to talk a little bit about that, because I mean, we yeah. keep laughing about this September thing. But I feel like at that point, I feel like a lot of us were comfortable. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. literally like from August all the way to like September 3rd, everything was hitting all time high. Like I was hitting thousand <laughs> yeah. percenters in all my place. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah. it's almost like it's never going to end. So you like you just chilling, you relaxing, you ain't even looking at charts. You, you don't care about nothing. You making money every time you open your account. It's like two hundred percent off, and you good. You know what I mean? Like you like chilling, man. I'm telling you, yo. I wake up in the morning nine thirty. You know, my account just went up like ten ten k before I even open my eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then you just go back to sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's facts. You know, it was that it was that easy, right? But it's like I feel like kind of going back to what you say. You know, you get you get comfortable in stuff. So before you talk a little bit about that, uh, Ronnie, yeah. you have any questions, man? Yeah, man. Just based off of what you were just saying a minute ago, uh, you, you say you were getting comfortable. What pushed you to the point where you got out of that comfort? And you were like, wait, I, hold on. I got to take this serious. Yeah, I think like uh, September 3rd, great timeline, Billy, because I, I literally joined TC around August of last year. So I was late mm. to joining the group. Like I said, I was in another group. Um, and so I joined and, you know, hit it. And then that September 3rd happened. Um, mm-hmm. And what I realized during that downtime, and I I generally like puts, um, but what I realized during that downtime was that um, like if if the leaders for any group for any reason decide that they're not going to trade for whatever reason, which is their prerogative, it's their choice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then if I don't know how to do it for myself, then I'm sitting there doing nothing too. You're waiting. That's true. And and after about a week or two of observing that, you know, and, and that type of deal, I just came to a point where like I had to like I'm like, hey man, are you serious about this or not? You really don't know what you thought you know, you knew, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, for me, it was just like I need to figure out a a, a solid method. Um, I think fundamentally, I I can come up with good, you know, ideas and ideation. But I think in terms of like um, how to properly execute in a in a good process, I didn't have that, and that that hurt me with my like you know confidence and execution and all that time and stuff. So I had to go back to the drawing board. So how did you how did you um so how did you how did you develop your process? 
process basically. So you went from that point, you know, you're like, Hey, I, I'm too comfortable. I need to figure out how to do this for myself. How did you right. develop your process? Right. So, yeah. So this is the story of Apple pack. Um, so, so essentially with that, um, there was a few other individuals, you know, who we all, you know, kind of like, you know, part of the groups and trading together. Uh, Michael Jordan, Billy was one of them. Um, um, Cam and, um, and Wall Street Rogue, a few, just to name a couple others. And, we, you know, we had similar thought processes, um, you know, fathers, black dads, got children that rely on us, families that rely on us. And, you know, it's unacceptable, you know, that, you know, because somebody else ain't trading that you can't trade either. <laughs> and, you know, that, like just to put it bluntly, like, you know, like I'm a grown ass man. You should be able to go and hunt, man. You yeah, yeah, right, like, right. You start there. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went on a, we went on an expedition to like, you know, you know, I don't know if you kind of like self-imposed like ban or self-imposed kind of like exile where you just go off in the wilderness or in the desert and you kind of like figure it out. We, you know, went through a few different trading styles, testing things, testing things bouncing ideas off each other, arguments, all, the whole thing, like everything. Like we got to go through that process together if we're going to do this. And then we came to a point to where, you know, we found the strat um, and we didn't immediately bring the strat to people because I tell you, when I first got the strat, man, I was screwing up. I was taking mm-hmm. L's. I, I didn't trust it. Um, it would break 212 or whatever the code is. And then I would right. sit there and watch it. Is it going to go? Is it going to go? <laughs> oh, it went. Oh, and then I get in and then the first pullback happens and now I'm down 30%. <laughs> So like, I, you know, I went through that whole phase of like losing even me and my wife because my wife had, she traded off of SMAs and she had a very solid strategy that she would hit, you know, very, she was just more of a scalper and um, she was very successful at it. So like that transition, even for in the household was like, man, it's probably tension. Yeah. yeah, What's up with this strat? Yeah. Like this thing ain't working here. And so like, you know, it took a took a while. And then we opened up the pack um, because at that point we had felt like we had gone through so many like dead ends. All right. All right. We did this. This didn't work. We did this. This didn't work. We did that. That didn't work. All right. Cool. We kind of refined and made all the mistakes. And then now it's like, all right, now we got the process. This is what we do. And then thought we did. And then even then in the first month or two, we, there's still things we're seeing like, oh, we should refine this. You know, we need to have these kind of contracts with this type of call out. And so we're looking at ways to better improve so that we're protective of the members in the pack. So, you know, for me, my, my thought process is I'm a, I work every day. Uh, you know, there are instances where I get calls at six in the morning, 11 p.m. at night, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And I got to take it. I can't I can't be in the middle of a scout. Right. You know, Michael has the story of the infamous eight thousand dollar diaper where you like, you know, you <laughs> had to go change a diaper and you come back and you down eight bands, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know, so like you got so you got all these things talking to you like, all right, I gotta swing. I done mm-hmm. lost too much money trying to play these weeklies. And I love weeklies because of the payout and the potential, right, right. but my time ability just ain't fit. So mm-hmm. what can I do for a for swing training? Trading that's reliable, um, consistent, and that meet like like for me personally, I'm a business analyst. Mm. I'm not a stock analyst. I'm a business analyst. I can break a business down, tell you what's gonna happen these next two three quarters, like on a business. Nice. Like I, I I I can see that. Like you know what I'm saying. But from the stock side, I had to build my game up in terms of technical analysis, like that side of it. And so like I I have all these great ideas, but they wouldn't work out because I didn't understand mm. time and relativity of the time and 
right, you right, know, right. giving myself that that much opportunity for the for me to win. Um, and so that was that was the, the core thought process was how do I develop a trading strategy to where I'm consistent, can swing, I'm a month, three months out. If I can come in and have a coffee check on it, great. If it's two up on a day, oh cool, I'll add some more. Um, and then going about my business. Right, right. You know, and so that was like the type of style that I needed for me. Um, and and you know, I still scalp and day trade as y'all know with the zero days and stuff yeah. like that. And to I be love honest, the zero days, man. <laughs> hey, Fico Jordan taught me how to scout, like how to really, like really scout. Shout out like, to Fico, man. He's I a used to pick his brain, man. Every day is to pick his brain. Every day, August, September, October, man. What we do? We playing supply and demand zones, and we scalping spy up and down. And so, like, like that's what got my like day trading. It beefed me up day trading wise. And so, as far as like my strategy, it was like I needed something consistent. So I just did some trial and error. You know, with the strat, there's different scripts and things you can use to kind of like you know help speed up the process and going through stocks. I found a lot of different setups, and you got PMGs, and you got all these things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think consistently for me has been weekly re- weekly reverse like reversals on the weekly level. Okay, those have been like the most consistent setups that I have found um, for that intermediate time frame. So two weeks to six weeks type of trade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a good time frame for those because if they really run, then you can let them sit in there for a month. Right. But if they if they pop in the first two weeks, you take your profit, you, you get profit the hell out, off. you sell right. it with a couple weeks left on the contract. Right, right, right. You're not fighting theta. Uh, right. And that's my big thing. I don't want to be fighting theta. You know, you don't want to get taxed, man. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so so that's man. that's the that was the general thought process. And I think, you know, just to dive into it, because I think that, you know, people oftentimes think like, oh, I just need to find a weekly reversal. Let me find a two two mm. or two one two or three one two and I'm good. But it's a little more than that. You know, like obviously you gotta look into your sectors. Like we would always I always confirm mm-hmm. everything with my sectors, and it's probably good that I just kind of go through that whole process, you know, right now. It's a good segue into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's get into um, it. At this yeah. point, man, y'all want to grab a pen and pen. <laughs> And paper. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do want to say this: like, if you don't know what the strat is, I'm telling you, like, it's it will it, it, it's intimidating in the beginning because it's like you literally have to rely on a bunch of numbers, like two one three or one two three, whatever, and then you no longer using the SMAs and all this stuff. You know, you, you can still use it if you want to, but it's like you know, I'm telling you, just 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 go it's research. Yeah, go research that <laughs> and you know get into it. So go ahead, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, one of the things I do uh, in the Alpha Pack, I hold a Thursday call. We call it the strat. Strat one-on-one call, and I basically go through like the fundamentals of the strat and the basics. And then in one of those sessions, the third week, I do like how to create a watch list call, and that's basically for folks to kind of develop those school those skills and tools for them to kind of fish on and, and hunt on their own. So like the you know primarily you know obviously we all have stocks that we have ideas about, and we have like what's called a circle of competence, which are those stocks that we typically look at on a daily basis. So we'll, we'll throw those out the window. Cool, we 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 know about those. But then what I do with this, with these strict, with these scans and the setups, I, you know, I'll go through, there's one particular setup. Um, and I don't know, I guess I'll stick to the swing, um, setup, but, um, two, two reversals on a weekly, you know, level, as well as inside week, um, scans will give me a nice size list of stocks and tickers that I can kind of go through to, to come through. So what I do with that, you know, like say it gives me a hundred, obviously I'm not charting a hundred of those all a hundred. I'm going to go through, come through 
the ones that either I know the sector is really strong. We got good setups on the sector. I have news on it. Um, I'm familiar with the stock. I've mm-hmm. played it before. You know, there's mm-hmm. some familiarity. And then I'll pull those out that overall list. And so that gives me a new list there. Then from that, I'll go. Um, so essentially, I've identified ones with that setup that I like. So I'm looking for in the bullish case, I'm looking for those that have hammers, Momo hammers, those that, you know, price action is pushing and we're looking, you know, probability of it breaking the two up on its next candle. That's the general thought process. So I make that initial list. Next thing I do after that, I start drawing the broadening formations because I want to know um, how much room does this thing have to go? I want to know, like, if it's got a 10 point move, five point move. And how is that in relation to percentage percentage points on the on the underlying stock? Um, so if that five dollar move is 20 percent, like in the case of plug, I'm in right now, uh, I'm, I'm targeting yeah, I'm targeting 30 bucks on, on plug. Um, I, you know, I don't have the exact percent breakdown, but, you know, it's like it's in the teens. Um, and so that's a nice size move on those contracts. Right, we're in. Right. We got in there at 30 cent, uh, you know, for October, you know, like we're in there super cheap, low, yeah. low risk. Um, and we're just looking at upside. And as much as the market keeps pulling down, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Going no further low. <laughs> it's, it's at the bottom. It ain't going no lower. Right. Like. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like we we just got to sit and wait. And, and so I just did that calculation. Um, so I did my broad informations and then I make another cut of that list. Mm. So now the ones that the broad information just sitting over top, you've got like, you know, a percent or two away to the next broad information. I may be like iffy on it. Um, and so then I'll make that cut. And then the next thing I do, the last step is I'll go on the analyze tab in TOS. Mm. And then I'll start putting on contracts that I would like to play. And then I'll start re- um, calculating the return on investment. How much am I going to get paid on these contracts, this strike, this expiration? And I'll play around with dates because you can do this Friday, next Friday, next month, you know, two months. And so I'm picking all these different contracts with these different dates. So I'm getting an idea of like what contracts pay the best, which ones show the best like strength. So the downside also is part of it too. Like which ones are going to protect me on theta on those pullbacks? Yep. <laughs> I may buy an extra month because it, it protects me better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even though the mm-hmm. earlier month will pay better, I reasonably can expect these, these stocks to go two up every single day or every right. week two up right. or every month two up. There's going to be pullbacks. There's going to be sideways days. So time allows me to compensate or account for that. And, and, and so that's that's the process, like step by step. And then after that last filter, um, the stocks that pay me the highest percentage point or pay me the highest, I guess, amount of money per contract, um, I guess, based on the underlying stock price. So if it needs to go a percent or less than a percent and it's going to give me I love this for zero days because I could get like a uh, a 50, uh, a half a percent move or, uh, you know, a 0.75 percent move on a stock. And it gives me 100 percent on the contracts. Right, I'm like, right, what? Right, right. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I can't buy it. I can't buy enough. <laughs> you see the ones with the Rocky emojis and the fire That's like that? <laughs> Load them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but so, that's the process. No, no, no. That's that's amazing, man. Because it's like you go from last year where you really don't have you know solid process to this process right now. You know what I mean? Like when you all, you know, you're not going in blind. You're not you're not going in blind anymore. You actually know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you actually see. You can see anticipate some of those moves. Anticipate some of those things. So uh, one of the questions actually that I got from uh, one of my people is like, how? So when you're looking at the option chart, like the option pricing uh, table, which strike price to pick? You know, for me, I always tell people like try to stay within in the 
the money at least. You know what I mean? Right. But right. what is your process for that? Do you do you like kind of like you just kind of talk a little bit about it, but how do you determine on that on that table which strike price to go with? Okay, good question. And you know, my boy Boss Game VIP, we always talk about this. Like, are we going hedgy or are we are we going more lotto? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so so like in the case of I'll use an example of uh Starbucks. Um, we played Starbucks in June. Um, we had like a double inside month setup. Um, we took the break. Um, we ran the trade for like five weeks consecutively. Um, wow. It hit it hit a major broad information pull back right into PSL. And that's where it's at now. It's trying to get out of that chop. Yep. Um, and so we had a debate after seeing the setup. Like, are we going to take August or September contracts? Now, mind you, this is June. Um, and so we went through that process. We literally on the call that day, uh, me and Fico Jordan went through the contracts, the analyze tab and put the ROI and, you know, the theta, everything for everyone to see, like, all right, September is going to pay you this and do this for you. August is going to do that. So like for me personally, because I don't like theta at all, I, I, I like, I would rather take that incremental 10% each day than to see that thing drop down 8%. Like I, like, it's just something with my mind. That's a fact. Like I would rather have the protection than like the potential, like super gains, you know, right. right. Like, you know, so it's just a decision that you have to make as the trader. But I think, you know, one way to do that, um, you could use a longer, longer contract as a hedge for your, your, you know, your shorter term contracts. But, you know, primarily for me, I want to buy as much time as possible with the closest strike. Um, and one of the examples they say is like, I'll alert like a long swing. And it's like, you know, you're in a bowling alley and you're just walking up to the edge of the bowling alley and you're just knocking the pins down with your hand. Like, I want those kind of <laughs> trades. Like, I don't, I don't want to sweat. Yeah. I, you know, like Starbucks <laughs> is at 116 or 114. We got 120 strikes for three months away. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I spent, I spent a couple sure. dollars. I spent a couple dollars to get into play, but it's high probability. Right. Super high probability. Right. And, it was a win. It was a slam dunk. It was a 301 breakaway layup. I mean, nice. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know, so like I want those kind of trades. I don't want to have to like sweat. And then if I get the urge to want a day trade, I apply that same process that I do for the mm-hmm. zero day. The, zero the day. process yep. doesn't change. It's just the information that I'm utilizing. So like for me, it's consistency. Like I don't, I don't chart stocks during the week, Monday through Wednesday. I don't chart anything. So can you talk in. a little bit about that? Because I, I yeah, like, yeah, go into that. I, t- I tell people. <laughs> all the time. I was like, the, most of the work is done on the weekend. Like, people don't understand. It's like, most of the work is getting done on the weekend. Uh, uh, Netflix and chill. You better go and get some chart, charting done. You know what I mean? Like, that's when the work is done. And the biggest thing I notice is when you chart on the weekend, you're emotional and psychologically, you're not tied to the market. You're not looking right. at moving charts. You're not like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not making any random decisions. You're actually looking at things for how they are. You're not looking, to, okay, you know, it's it's moving right now. I don't know what's going to happen right. in, the, in the next five, ten, in the next hour. I don't know what's going to happen, but you literally looking at what it's supposed to look like. And then you make a decision from there. hundred percent facts. And, and, and great one here because, um, for me, 90, 95% of all my work every week is done on the weekends. So I have two primarily time, two primary times that I focus on charting as weekends, like you brought up. And then Thursdays, which I do live mostly with the, with the group. Um, and those weekends that allows me to go like, man, when I'm going through contracts, I, I might spend a couple hours. Like I, I, I've got 10 tickers on my list, for instance. I've got to look at contracts for weeklies. Even though I might not alert the weeklies, I'm still looking at them. I'm looking at weeklies. I'm looking at monthlies. I'm looking at three months out. I'm playing around with all these different time frames and dates mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. magnitudes and price targets. So it, it gets kind of, I get, it's a, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. You get caught yeah. up into that. 
<laughs> you know, and, you know, and that's not even a charting part. You even did all your charting. So, right, right. So like, yeah, you have, that's the only time for me that I have available. I would just be frantic if I tried to chart every single day. I'm going to be tired some days. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not going to feel like it. I'm just going to go to sleep, wake up the next morning unprepared, um, not knowing what I want to do, what my plan is for the day. Um, so I agree 100%. That's that's primarily what I do. And I, I'm able to bounce ideas off of people too. Yep. Like I can talk to yep. my wife. I'm talking to the to my teammates like, hey, what are you guys thinking? What are you seeing? Oh, I'm looking at this too. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like I'm now I'm really bullish, you know, like, right, right. like there's all this like, you know, information that you can get in by doing it on the weekend and not trying to do it like rushed in the moment. So I tell all the members like analyze your contract. Like I don't want to hear nothing about no contracts during the trading day. It's game time. It's game time. Right. <laughs> I'm to read the playbook over last night. I'm supposed to read the playbook last night. We got to get the plays now. <laughs> So, you know, we get a little spicy on the call sometimes because, you know, it's like we, we keep like it's a it's a mentality and, yep, you know, it's yep. like culture of accountability, which yep. is something we need in the culture anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're going we're going to bring that energy, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, like we feel strongly about the strat. We got examples of people being able to try to change, you know, their trading, you know, to the better. Um, and, you know, I, I don't like to, you know, get into like the personal stuff. So I typically mm-hmm. stay away from it. But I think in terms of, you know, for me, I like to brag on the members and what they've been able to accomplish. Like, I yep, like seeing yep. people like Leah Amani go from, like, buying two and three contracts. Now I'm seeing her in the pack when she's buying 40, 50. I'm like, Listen, oh, okay. That's, okay. that's a game changer right you, there. You beat for it now. You beat for it now. You know, so, like, that's that's what I I like to flex about that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you know, I respect everybody doing their thing, but, you know, I think, like, us in the Alpha Pack, we got a way that, you know, we, we smacking. We got a. We've been on a hell of a run right now. Yes. Um, nine, nine consecutive weeks on those zero days, we done smacked at least two, three hundred percent on a trade. Um, a lot of times, it's been multiples. Um, and you know, obviously, with the daily alerts, we have those that pop, you know, regularly. But you know, I think like for me, it's like I, I want to send a message um, to like just the community as a whole. Like I, I think that you know, a lot of us have been wandering, um, you know, wandering around trying to find that home that's going to give you consistent, you know, you know support and t- the tools that you need. It's about skill development. Yep. Like, yep. like, I, like I'm here to help you put another tool in your tool belt. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that's, the, that's the best thing a group can do for any trader is putting the tools in their tool belt. Like, sure, I can make you some money, but like if I'm gone and I decide to change careers, mm-hmm. you screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And plus, and, you know, like now you can take that same same skills and you can teach somebody else in your community. So like now you have, yep. now you have extension of yourself into somebody else and then they can kind of go and duplicate. You know what I mean? That's it's, that's that's all this about. Like it's like we can have this group, but if we're not teaching you how to do what we're doing, there's no point. Because it's like like you said, something can happen and we're no longer here. And now you just like you know we we feel like you know you, you do a disservice to your to, to, to the person. You know what I mean? Like that's that's you're not helping them out. You're not helping them it's out. It's not fair. Know? Yeah, it's not, it's not fair, fair to you. It's not fair to your wife, your significant right. other, your right. families. Like right. we put too much time. We're sitting on the calls with folks six hours a day, seven hours a day. Um, we're we're in, we're on chats with them in the evenings. We're on mm-hmm. Zoom calls. Like there's a lot of investment, and Correct. like it is my duty, my duty as a as one sixth of the ownership of Alpha Pack to make sure that that our members are progressing. They're getting the tools. They're getting something tangible to to make sure that they are growing. It's the same way I do for the state of California when I'm helping people with starting their businesses. They gotta have the tools they need so that they can be successful. I can't go and Correct. sell it, sell their products for them, but I can make it easy.
easy for them. I can make it easy on them. I can like help them learn. So like that's kind of like the core of where it is. And I get like really passionate about it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like I feel a certain type of way about some of these so-called stock gurus and like how things, you know, are, you know, in the community and like, you know, like I see people losing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That pissed me mm-hmm. off, man. We ain't got money for that. No, we don't. <laughs> we absolutely don't. Absolutely don't. Like, absolutely you know what I'm don't. saying? Like, so I, I'm, I'm very like, you know, passionate about it. I feel very bullish on the pack. Um, you know, and, you know, for me, it's like, as we continue to grow, the successes are going to grow. Yep. I think we're still refining our processes and, and how we do things. But I think like for, for us, we want to make sure that people have a consistent way. Like that 16 year old kid, Francesco, we did the uh, Wounded Wolf. I'm not Wounded Wolf, but the uh, uh, we have a new series where we're going to be highlighting members um, nice. that have been kind of, you know, doing better. So we did our first one last week with uh, he's a kid in high school. He's 16, 17. Um, in Florida, man, trading, trading his ass off. He had the, he had the largest trade of his life last week or a couple of weeks ago on the McDonald's call out. Um, you know, like, you know, so excited, man. That's that's that's, so, that's that impact, yo. Like, and that kind of like that kind of good segue to to the next question, man. It's like, what what can we do to help these young generations? Because you like, you know, right. I was my I was in my late twenties and you know going to thirties when I was like not taking the stock seriously and stuff. Right. I don't know what what was my mentality was when I was a teenager. I don't I don't know why I haven't even yeah. looked into the stock market the way I'm Me looking either. right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so you know, with you talking about this 16, 17 year old who's like in the market, like trading with 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 everybody, you know what I mean? And yeah, he in the trenches. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, how can we how can we like push that even more, even farther, man? Because I was like, right, we can start this this generation, this young generations early. Mm-hmm. By the time they hit 20, 30, they're, they're multi-millionaires. If not, they have right. a skill for life. They never you gotta touch nobody's uh paycheck. You, you know what you I mean? You hit it on the head, market. Billy. They start now, even if they didn't know options, even if they just did just just common stock. Like they just did common stock and just Bro. let that thing bubble. <laughs> and they, they just Bro. look back at they, they 25. They good. They're good. You know, so, you know, you know so that's, that's what I, you know, I would love to be able to kind of work with, you know, uh, you know, our, you know, partners and in, in the stock world and organizations across, you know, not only California, but the country to, to like help incorporate some of this stock educational programming into these communities. Yep. Yep. Um, I think the challenge is um, actually Alpha Pack will be up in Sacramento. We'll be doing a, um, a stock lunch and learning class. Uh, oh, man, that's dope. The California Black Business Association or something that's like dope. that. That's dope. Um, in October, and we're doing another one in November. But essentially, these organizations, they, you know, they reached out and they were like, hey, we had a stock class for our members. Um, the person just came wow. in and did a presentation and said, oh, take out your phones, download Robinhood. And I guess the person just like had them all like sign up under his link. <laughs> And he oh, made wow. money and, and got paid like bands to do this stock class. <laughs> like, this is what we doing to each other, man. So I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, so we going in, we going in, we doing it free. Um, you know, That's like we, we going, we going to share this information for free. If they want to come in and get, get into the pack, obviously they can join. But in terms of like sharing the information, raising the awareness, mm-hmm. um, we've got to, we got to like take that extra step and mm-hmm. not see, see our, see 
see other black folks in not having that knowledge as an opportunity to take advantage of them. Man, that's, um, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Now, I think it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, like exposure, man. Like, I feel like people underestimate exposure. Like, you know, it's like you, your job is to share. You don't, you're not, you're not, your job is not to, you know, like make somebody do something, expose somebody to something, yep. open your mouth and talk about this and then let them figure out how to do with it. Like you, you, you just, you just planting a seed. Like all you're doing is planting a seed, right? Absolutely. And you never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, a week, two weeks, a year, two years, 10 years from now. And they're like, oh shoot, I remember so-and-so talk to me about this. Let me go ahead and jump in and figure this thing out. You know what I mean? Like all you play, all you do is planting a seed. You can't, you can't absolutely. grow it. <laughs> you yeah, grow and, it. no, absolutely. And I think the last point on that, that I would make is, you know, I think we've had talks about, you know, kind of doing like an alpha pups type of, you know, Man, programming, you know, for the, for the youngsters, um, we don't know how we want to do it and all of that yet, but that's kind of like, the, uh, I know like for me, I, you know, my son is 10. He's very like, you know, at, you know, very involved and curious. And so I've been trying to like, you know, give him bite-sized chunks. And so I know like my nephews and stuff like that, I want to get them into that phase now while they're 10, 11 right, right. And, and kind of start introducing that stuff. So that's kind of spiraled into like, you know, kind of an alpha pups concept, what that looks like. But um, I think obviously with us being so new, there's so many like new things that so we want to like, yeah. you know, implement and, and move forward. You know how it is running a yep. business. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ronnie, what you got, man? Yeah, man. So what would you say to the person who's listening, who is just getting into stocks? They hear this conversation, what we're talking about, and they don't know what to, how much to start with or what to look at. Like, what mm-hmm. would you, how would you steer them as far as, you know, because when I got in, it was like, oh, I thought you needed thousands of dollars to get into options. Right. But that wasn't the truth. That wasn't the case. But mm-hmm. what would you say to that person who's trying to get into the game, what to start with? Right. Um, I, you know, I'll just, I'll just speak from my own experience. Like I started with uh, 200 bucks getting into the market, you know, like, I, you know, I started out with 200 mo- bucks and I was only doing common stock and I would, you know, and because I was working, I, w- I didn't want to over commit myself or put too much dip on my chip. So I started <laughs> doing like little drips every month, 100, 200 bucks a month. And then I increased that. I went to five and, you know, like, and then that allowed me to, to kind of play around, make some mistakes. Like, oh, I saw these shares. I took a loss on them, but it's only like 10 shares or five shares. So I was able to play around with the small amounts of money, get get okay. comfortable with that. Um, so I would say, you know, for me, I always tell people like build up your uh, your common stock portfolio first, learn how to like how these stocks move, um, because you can learn about the stock market and common stock. But then the options is just like another another game all to itself. And so it, now if you're talking options, um, you know, like we have our, you know, our, our small account group of folks, you know, people start there with as little as 100 bucks. Um, I think the main thing with starting, no matter the amount of money, is like having a plan. Um, for that. And, you know, like I just recently told someone else, they're like, well, what should I do? I have 250 bucks. What should I do? Um, if you were to ask like someone more of like on the day trading side, they'd probably tell you to go in, take like 20, 30% every day, hit a bunch of scalps, hit like one every day or a couple every day and build it up that way. That's definitely, definitely an option. It's a lot of work. You almost have to be perfect to do it. Um, so, you know, the, you know, the opposite to that, and there's no right or wrong. I mean, there's just the options. 
But the opposite of that for me is I'm going to sit on a trade. I'm going to chart it. I'm going to see where I can find a cheap contract for a weekly reversal. I'm going to put my money into that one and I'm going to let it sit. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go deal with my kids and my family. And then when it hits my target, I'm going to take my money out and then I'm going to repeat the process and do that again. Now, it may not go at this. It may take two weeks for it to get there or a week or whatever. So it's not the same excitement. You may have to sit there twiddling your thumbs while everybody else is like, you know, you get a lot of FOMO in that situation. Oh, yes. But uh, but yeah, that would be kind of, you know, the way that I would do it, because um, I've tried that other way with scalping. Um, and it's 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 just it's just a lot of work. If you don't have the skill level to do it, you're not going to be successful doing it and trying to build it up with incremental like scalping and day trading every day. It's just not. a. And then if you want to rely on somebody's call ops, then you really just kind of throwing your money in the darkness see if it hits. So that would be my, that would be my recommendation. Um, take some time, especially a new person. I would just say buy some stocks. I would, mm. I mean, I would just buy, I would just buy shares. Like if you're just getting in the game, you don't know enough to really execute at the level that you need to execute. Right. Um, so just come in, um, you know, like I bought that's D-A-T-S. That's that blockchain. Um, it's a blockchain social media company. Um, so crypto is going to have its own, you know, social media. Or whatever. And so I bought some shares on IPO. They're up. I don't know what they're up today. Uh, 120 something percent. Let me look. Yeah. So I, I bought different lots, but my first lot's up 122 percent. Um, and so uh-huh. just like, you know, do a little bit of homework, find some opportunities and grab some shares. If you want to flip them, then flip them. But um, or um, you could like I did in the beginning, I did all this basic stuff that they tell you in the in the textbook, like trust to buy covered calls and uh, <laughs> I actually, I was the person who did all that. <laughs> I was on earnings whisper. I'm looking at the earnings like reports and like, okay, it's going to go to this price, this percent move. And like, I was that guy, you know oh, what wow. I mean? <laughs> so, but that's um, probably helping you a lot now though, man, because you developed that basic, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It does help now. Um, most people don't listen to me because it's like stocks. It's like, oh, common stock, man, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, man. I'm trying to make a million next week. Listen, I feel like that's so underestimated, man. Like just buying stock. Like, so I have, I have a fidelity account. I don't even look at it, man. It just literally, yep. it just, it just like every, every month, just, every month, every couple of weeks, it's just like, I have it on like, just, just take the money. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those things where you just like, you don't look at it. Cause I, I heard, I heard somebody said this one time. There are two different accounts that do really good. One that people that who, who forgot their logins and can't remember their logins. <laughs> The account is usually like doing really, really well. That's and a good dead one. Pe- and dead people. Like those are the two accounts that do really, really well. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you know when you when you, if if you think long term and you don't look at your account, you just buy on the dip, whatever. You're good, right? Because it's like at, at the most you get some returns every year, right? You don't even have to get like on a monthly basis. But if oh, you, let me give you a cheat correct. code. That's a great point. Huge point. The strat works better for a higher time frame. For a higher time frame. That's a fact. It's solid. <laughs> it's super solid. That you just gotta fact. wait on it. You just gotta wait on it. But yeah, it's woo. that's a fact. That's you a get fact. that month and up, even a week sometimes, but the month and up, it's a wrap. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so you know that's that's funny you said that. But yeah, no, that's that's definitely true, man. I I, I think like and you making me laugh because yeah, dead people accounts probably blowing up right it's now. It's blowing up, y'all. Like, ain't checking in. They don't want to negative time. Like, and if they have uh, if they have the uh, automatic reinvestment in there, hey, look, you know. 
Oh, yeah, they put the dividend in that trip compounded. Oh, yeah. They millionaires and they did. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's, what I've tried to do now because of that? Um, my disposable income like each month. So even now, I've even taken it a step further for myself. Like after I pay all the bills and like got whatever I need to take care of done, I, whatever's left in disposable income, I throw it in my I throw it in my port. Mm-hmm. I just get some shares or something I'm already in. I just let it sit there. Now, obviously, I'll take that back out if I need it. But um, but no, now I'm like, I treat that like my bank account. Right. Long term, long term, you, you make more. Not even long term, short term, you make a lot more money <laughs> investing uh, in shares than mm-hmm. literally sitting in your in your account earning like 0.0001%. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a conversation me and the bros were having, and I'm like, why are we not doing that? Like I can make eight percent over this month, just letting yeah. it sit here. Just let it sit there. <laughs> you know, let me find the right setup. And I'm it's a wrap. <laughs> That's true. That's amazing, man. But yeah, yo, man, we go, we go wrap it up. Yo, um, you got any last minute question for uh our brother here, Ronnie? Yeah, man. I want to go back to the beginning, man. When you first started talking and you said that you were around a bunch of wealthy guys in California and they were talking about stocks. How do you see how you were back then spun, like, you know, sucking all that up and like a sponge to where you are now? Because that could have oh. looked totally different then. And then now you like, bro, I make thousand, thousand percent, 500 percent on plays. Like, what, where's your mindset looking back then to where you are now? I had now I'm always had like good career jobs and stuff like that. So like, but I didn't have no confidence when it came to that level. Like, I know I'm doing good, but this like black good. Like, <laughs> Like, like, I'm doing black good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a little six-figure salary. Like, I could, you know what I'm saying? That, I got my car. Like, you said, that is so deep. Like, it's like, you, man, I'm telling you. Like, I wish, I wish, like, you know, I'm in the IT world, too. So I see a lot of those, you know, like, hey, yeah. I, I'm doing good for a black person. But I was like, yo, we got we to gotta take that. <laughs> we got to take that mentality. Right. <laughs> So like I'm sitting here and you know, you know, I you know, I, I don't judge in terms of like if they like me or not, but they're like, hey Chris, you wanna go to lunch with us? You know, we'll take my new bins. I just got it. It was one something off sticker, but I wanted something, something else on it. So it was ended up being 150. And I'm like, oh. you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is a conversation that this guy's comparing his Lexus. He was like, Oh, well, the camera on this one, and they're just like, and these are wow. old rich guys, you know, like so like they're just this is their fun, and I'm like, right. Man, Right. I'm not, I need to shut up. So mm. like for six, seven years, I didn't, I just did my job. I just had my head down, asked questions, you know, and they sitting in there because I'm sitting in this, they're doing venture capital. They're doing presentations. Companies are coming in. Twitter went, proposed a pitch to Tech Coast Angels before they got hit with their money in Silicon Valley. Right. So you're seeing these tech companies come in and they're, no, 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 no. The people coming out crying. So I'm like, what? Like, this is a new, so like. <laughs> That's crazy. What do I need to know? Like, tell me. Like, so That's what I crazy. did, I made sure like all the work stuff, I made sure like I was on game for that because I'm the black dude. So anytime I would screw up yeah, or anything like that, you be on your head. So you got to make sure you're on point. So I just got my respect on the work side and they was just dropping game for years and years. I was sitting in meetings. They were like, hey, you want to come join us for this for this meeting? We got this event. We're going to have 20 companies come in and pitch and you would hear the who's who of investors, you know, Man. breaking these folks down. And so I was just taking 
taking notes. It was just absorbing it for years and years. And I didn't have my own company to, to pitch or nothing. Pitch, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, I'm like, I'm learning on the fly. So it was just like, just for me, you know, just absorbing that now and and now just applying it. So now it's just like, nah, I know this shit. Yep, I yep. know. I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything like, you know, like, oh, they don't want to invest in, in people that don't look like them. I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't going to blow no smoke here. Like, I think that's true to a degree, but I also think, like, people like themselves as well. Correct. Man, you, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, yo, like, it, it's, that is so true. That is so true. So it's like, it, and I don't want to get on a tangent here, but it's like, when, when you look about, when you look at other cultures, right? When you look at other cultures, if you Asian, of course, you you look over, your, you look after your, your person who looks like you. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're white, of course, you want to look after somebody who looks like you. And it's not, it's not, it's not wrong. It's just the bias that we have inside of us. Like, if, if I'm looking if I'm working with somebody who looks like me, I feel more comfortable, right? And it's, there's right. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing it's wrong with that. It's basic human it's nature. basic. Yes. Lions hang with lions. Ducks <laughs> hang with ducks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a hard concept. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's just the thought process and mentality. And so, like, while, sure, we want inclusiveness and all of that, I think that um, for us to understand and know how we're going to support our own we got to build it for we ourselves build it. Yes. we got to pull in our own people we've got to use our contacts okay you don't want to work with them you don't like them all right cool y'all y'all got your own group we're gonna start one over here it's there's nothing there hasn't there doesn't need to be one group right you know how many white investor groups i done came across <laughs> and a lot of times they work for all three of them right <laughs> and they're jumping around yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh we got pasadena angels we got tech coast angels we got maverick angels it's just right, right. They, they don't care they just want the good deals Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, sure, if somebody looked like us, like there were some ex-football players that have come in and did pitches and stuff. And, you know, it's a little bit tougher time for them because they they can't relate. Like, right, like, right. Like the culture disconnects, you know, like they make yeah. a joke and they don't get it. Like, right, right. You know, like we right. make a joke, like a football joke or comedic, you know, hip hop related joke. Like we would get it. We we'll get it. It's exactly. cultural to us. Right, right. And there is like a 65 year old Jewish guy. He's like, remember, like, what do you say? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> So I think like the cultural, like, you know, differences we have to acknowledge, but then also acknowledge we got to do something. We like, I feel like we as a culture try to take over everybody else stuff and don't want to build for like, like, I don't want to take over that. Like they cool with doing what they doing. Like whatever. Like we need ours. We need mm-hmm. own our own ownership. Mm-hmm. We need our mm-hmm. own networks, ecosystem, educational platforms and all of that for all of this, everything. Yep. Right. You know? Yep, yep. Um, it, Absolutely. That's the only way the community is going to buy into it. I, I mean, I mean, the community ain't buying into Grant Cardone. Like, I mean, like they love him. He's a great guy. You know, he made a lot of money, but like the community ain't buying that. Nope. They could put nope. Allen Iverson next to him. They still ain't buying it. Like, nope. <laughs> like, nope. like nope. you know, like so. Like, that's what we're lacking. And when you talk about bringing in the youth, um, helping new people come into this this world that they don't know, that's that's how we're gonna have to do it. We gotta mm-hmm. build that that platform. It's like a like an IOS system for black folks. Yep, like, yep, we got to yep. build our platform for these people to get into the system and integrated and learn about all these different things. Because um, it's yeah, stocks is one. Government contracting is another. You know, like there's a lot of ways where black folks, folks that are dis- usually disenfranchised.
franchise can make money for themselves without having to go answer to anybody. And you know, that's that's really that's, that's, that, that's, that's where my focus is. Yeah. And that's that's a fact, man, because it's like the, the one place that I know you will have no barriers that I find so far is the stock market. Mm-hmm. You can be somebody out the streets. You can be as long as you can open up a brokerage account, mm-hmm. as long as you have access to Internet and a phone and whatever. There's nobody that's going to stop you and tell you do not trade. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to stop you. The least you can do is open an account and stop buying stocks. Nobody Absolutely. can stop you from doing that. 100%. You know what I mean? So it's like I feel like that like wealth in, in other thing I always talk about is real estate. Yes, I understand that's like in, in, in the Huge. past, like, you know, we, we had like a lot of red tape and all these different things. Mm-hmm. But but people bought homes back in the 60s and 70s and, you know, while the red tape was there. They bought homes. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. figured a way how to do it with all the struggle that was happening. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like we, this generation, I feel like we need to be able to do that. We need to set the next wave of wealth building for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the next generation. Yes. We need to set that stage up. And for me, honestly, man, I feel like the the, the stock market is going to be one of the biggest ones. Like, it's like, this is where literally the, the, everything is equalized. You know what I mean? Yep. Information is out there. Like, we are in the age of information. Information is out there. You got to go and do the legwork and figure it out. Like, you have to go out mm-hmm. there and actually mm-hmm. do the research. You got to open your mouth and ask questions. Hey, I don't know how to do this. X, Y, and Z. Please help me. You know what I mean? Like, right. We're, we're in the age of information. Like, we, we can no yeah. longer be ignorant. Like, we can no longer be ignorant. Ignorant at this point is a choice. Right. It, right. It's cool. You hit it on the head, man. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They just got to take responsibility and ownership for, for, you know, their own lives or just the culture. We just got to take ownership for our mm-hmm. own futures. Like, yeah. we know it's messed up. We know there's issues. We know it's a lot that's got to be fixed with the system. But that's what every culture. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, we get every it. Every culture is messed up. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, true. I'm, I, yeah. I just true. like to spend my energy on solutions. It's like, so, <laughs> right. like, like, let's, let's figure out how to move it forward. Um, I, there's going to be people that are, that are harp on the problems and that's great for them. But, you know, like to your point, Billy, it's like, we got to just really, um, like really understand. And it's really about mindset mentality. Like you, like you, like that's my interpretation. It's like, it's the, it's the mindset. The mindset. Yeah. The mindset. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the hard work we're going to do right now, especially for the next generation is all going to be mindset. You know what I mean? We got to do a lot of healing. We got to do a lot of, you know, yeah, psychological yeah. unlearning certain things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we got to be okay with being in certain rooms and be having that confidence. And frankly, we got to be okay with creating our own rooms, creating our own tables. Like, you know, we, we don't have to go sit with other people. Like, you know, like no. we don't have to do that. Typically you know? so, what happens once we do something, they come knocking on that door. Yeah. And I, I have a, I have a whole dissertation on that. Like, <laughs> I would like, to I was like, that. I was like creating things. And then the next thing you know, somebody's making money out of it. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, wait, we created mm-hmm. this. How are you making money out of it? But that's, that's, that's a, that's a whole different podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. So no, that's a, yeah, that's a, a very important one too. But yeah, <laughs> but Earl, man, listen, man, yo, your resume is impeccable, bro. Like, I mean, you you got the name, Mister. Check my resume. If y'all want to check his resume, go check his resume. This man is the Please real do. deal. Yo. He is the real yeah. deal, bro. We appreciate your time, man. And honestly, yo, Thank I, you, I can't wait to see where you guys, you know, you and Cam and uh, and Fico and the other team, like where you guys take the alphabet. Because I feel like there is something bigger, like that that you guys are creating that you guys might not see the whole 
whole picture yet, but I feel like it's coming. And you know, and as long as you guys stay consistent, man, I think I think you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be surprised on, or maybe you know, won't be surprised, you know, at, at how much impact you guys are gonna have in this world. Period. In the culture. Period. And, you know, and the stock culture podcast, man. Like that's that's what we want to do. We want to be able to impact more people, man. So we appreciate Absolutely. your time, man. Any no, last words it. you want to tell the people? No, I mean, you know, thank you for the opportunity, Billy and Ronnie. I really appreciate yeah, it. Um, allowing me to share and, and tell about my story. Um, I know I'm not one of the popular stock folks. I'm not a big social media guy, but um, you know, if you don't know about us, um, listening in, uh, we're the Alpha Pack Trading Group, um, www.alphapacktrading.com. Uh, I'm one sixth of the leadership here. And we're here to we're here to help you grow and become an asset. And you know, I think um it's about the culture. Um, everyone is welcome and and we we got we win. We win yes. over here. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> right. How can, how can, how can people facts. get in touch with you, man? How can people get in touch with you, follow you and all this stuff? Oh yeah. Um you follow me on social media at Mr. Check My Resume, all one word on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then on my personal page, um at Stopher Earl on on Twitter, which is more of my business profile. So it'll be all business business-related stuff on there. Nice, man. Nice. Ronnie, you got any other thing, man? Man, thanks for dropping it, gems, man. I, I hope the people who are listening took some notes because I know I did. Yes, and and uh, <laughs> I definitely appreciate you taking the time, man, and, uh, you know, dropping the game on us. And, you know, we're happy to see what, what's going on next, what's happening next. Have you back on again. So, appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. I'll be happy to, man. This was great. I had definitely. a lot of fun. Um, And thank yes, you guys sir. for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Appreciate your time, man. Hey, Stock Culture, man, we are out. Another episode on The Wraps. See you next week. Peace. Peace.